Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Live from the corner of Broadway and Battery, you're listening to Damon Bruce and Ray Ratto on 95.7 The Game. So the only pre-show note that Ray and I got from our program director today was get closer to the microphone. Have we not been close enough to the microphone? Have we not been registering where we need to be? The needle's not in the red? Well, let's take care of that today. We've so paid attention to our microphones, Ray is even about to turn his on as we begin another day of exemplary broadcasting here on 95.7 The Game. Hello. I don't see the upside in our speaking in a way that people can hear. I don't I don't understand that concept at all. And I think it's one of the reasons why the station manager probably needs some rest time. I've been told being able to hear the show is a crucial element to the show's success. Debate amongst yourselves oh, whether I you think agree just or the opposite. <laughs> uh, we do have a good show today. It's not the longest show we've ever done, but trust me, it's satisfying. It's longer than it should be. <laughs> We're going to be on until about 5.30 tonight. It's Ray and I for two hours, and then around 5 o'clock, we're going to dip ourselves back into Warriors Live. We've got the Warriors and Nuggets tonight. What kind of Warriors team will be decided with a couple of questionable injuries, status improving from beyond questionable? We have Clay Thompson sitting out of a back-to-back. Nothing new or surprising there. Uh, Steph Curry and Draymond Green are both officially listed as questionable. Grandpa Iguodala is clearly out. He played a month ago, so he needs about a month. And um, you're you're getting really irritated by that. Aren't it's, you? it's ridiculous. It's I mean, it, here's the thing: you can't tell me you don't have enough guys on your team. Carry a group of rookies you refuse to play, and one old man who simply cannot play. It's it's a little ridiculous how this roster is constructed right now. And I'm really wondering. I didn't even have this as an early show talking point, but since we're just hopping right the hell into it, let's get right the hell into it. Is is anything with the Warriors roster being held up by Bob Myers contractual speculation? Is that a reason why the skids of business are not greased to do the trade? Because maybe Joe Lacob is a little more hesitant following through on a 
Bob Meyer grand plan move if Bob Meyer is, is, is not going to be here to see the grand plan through? Is there maybe something with the roster stagnation that has to do with that element? I think it's mostly the fact that they're cap strangled and everybody knew that going in. And if you're going to do a deal, it should be for somebody with some impact. And if you're going to do that deal, you cannot stack two or three rookie contracts up and get an impact guy. I also wonder sometimes whether Lakeb wants to become more involved in the day-to-day because he's always been a guy who likes likes to lean that way. He fancies himself a whiteboard guy? I think he might. That's certainly possible. But I think mostly it's just the money, you know, and the fact that they don't really have tradable pieces that they can afford to get rid of. Not only do they not have those tradable pieces, the partners to dance with are fewer than are normally on the dance floor just a week ahead of the NBA trade deadline. And basically, Bob Myers explained to Steiny and Guru earlier this week on the executive show that with fewer teams actually making a choice as to go in or out of this season, it's sort of like Major League Baseball. There is an illusion of contention that has been sold to non-contending teams, thanks to the play-in tournament, that has fewer options available on the trade market. There's less sellers, I should say. I think the league thought more teams, whether they were trying for a certain player in the draft, would be clearly out on the playoffs at this time. That is not the case. And you can pick the teams that you thought is much better than, than they, playing much better than you thought they would. So that means there's a lot of teams saying, we might be able to make the play in. Let's just go for it. Or, you know what, I don't, let's, let's see if we can and, and keep it as, we, there's not a lot of teams that are making the decision that this season is lost. And so you've got a lot of teams that might be saying to each other, we want to get better. But if 12 of the 15 teams in your conference or 22 of the 30 in the league are all wanting to get better, it doesn't make for a lot of trading partners because usually in a trade, a team is saying, we are willingly giving you a player that will make you better and we'll take back draft compensation or a younger player that we know won't make us better now, but might make us better later. There's a lot of teams now that are trying to push forward as far as winning and it's unbalanced. He's got a good point to make there, but I'm just wondering if maybe some uncertainty around Bob's future is creating a little uncertainty for the Warriors helped by everything that Bob just stated and the fact that they is an element of quintuple taxed salary cap hell that the Warriors live in as a reality. I'm wondering what, if any element, Bob not having a deal done for the future has to do with holding up any element of business. I just, I'm wondering, I, I, I just, I'm, you know, I, I hate to go Tucker Carlson here, but I'm, I'm just asking questions. I'm just asking questions. Um, if Bob Myers is prevented either indirectly or directly from doing something because of his contract, then there's no reason, A, for him to stay, or B, for Joe Lacob to continue to employ him. Because that's so far putting the cart in front of the horse that it almost neuters your general manager from doing anything. It is. It's a little like, you know, I don't want to say it's a lame duck because lame duck would mean, you know, they've, they've already in, mentally moved on from Bob Myers. And I don't think that there's any element of that. But 
I don't know. Just look. It, it feels like this team needs to do something to improve this season. And they're either going to solve this with an external addition or they're just going to figure it out internally. And, you know, that wouldn't be a bad place to start either. You know what I would like to see the single biggest trade for the Warriors to make? Why don't you trade your terrible sloppy execution in the fourth quarter and in overtime for just a little bit better than that? I'm not saying you need to trade sloppy to perfect. How about sloppy to at least that looks like professional basketball? Because the Warriors last night, God bless them, they committed nine turnovers between the fourth quarter and overtime after spending the first three quarters holding it to just about eight turnovers. You know, they looked pretty good early on. They were in control of that game early on until they just started giving away possession after possession after possession in the most important moment of the game. So trade some sloppiness for less sloppiness. And my goodness, that's the biggest trade the Warriors could make at the deadline. Yeah, and maybe, uh, you know, not commit 24 fouls again. Um, And maybe just have a general idea of what you're trying to accomplish. Because they would go in spurts where they looked like the team of old, and then they would just vomit on themselves. I mean... I almost am coming to the conclusion, and it's always a bad idea to make a conclusion based on one, two, or five games, but that maybe this is who they are, and that there isn't going to be a huge burst, and that they could finish anywhere from 4th to 12th by being this, and this isn't satisfying, I don't think for anybody, but this may be, ultimately, the Warriors in 2023. A healthy yet disjointed team that can't figure out from night to night what it is, who they are, and why they do what they do. Man, when you talk about a veteran-laden championship banner-hanging basketball team that still has its core together, whatever crises you may be having should be just sort of basketball based it shouldn't be culturally based right there should be enough guys on this team to where you're not questioning their culture but that is part of the questioning of the golden state warriors this year they do not have the ability to just flip the switch when they want to start playing better Because they are just as sloppy in those moments as they are in all the other moments. Their late game situational basketball. It felt like it was on the the mend, at least on the road, a little bit. And it's certainly better now than it was before. But last night's loss in Minnesota wasn't good. And the minute that that game went to overtime, let's be honest, the concept of white flagging tonight in Denver probably went around that locker room quickly because that's just sort of the load management sucky NBA that we have served to us. And I've got some solutions to that. Like definitive, can't even argue with it. Get it done NBA solutions to a load management problem that is a problem for this league. No problem at all. Talking a little Warriors. uh, We got that happening today. We got our friend Sean Salisbury stopping on by in about an hour as we talk about there is probably no quarterback situation in football that has a shorter leash attached to its starter. And that's not even a bad thing. But that is the reality that the 49ers are living in. And again, you know, I, I, I like to get talking points right on this show. 
Like, I hate doing a show about how Tom Brady can really help the 49ers win a Super Bowl, maybe more than anyone else the day before he retires, because even though I think the talking point might have been right, it wasn't very useful the day after when he announced his retirement. I think the talking point that I brought up yesterday about the Warriors becoming the stereotypical jump-shooting team that Charles Barkley used to make fun of all those years ago, there is something to that. And we're going to get back into that today. Our friend Sean Salisbury does come up in about an hour from now on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. Oh, easy to enjoy. You must be talking about Damon and Ratto here on 95.7 The Game. Brought to you by Pfizer. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast (sighs) spring is a time of renewal so why not refresh your home with a little help from blinds.com we make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact choose from premium blinds shades and shutters we even have options for your patio too Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now 
back to Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. More red and gold reaction all week brought to you by Boxer and Gerson, Northern California's premier workers' compensation law firm, helping injured workers get their lives back for over 40 years. It is good to have you on Damon and Ratto. Somebody on uh, Xfinity Mobile text line says, you know, 415 says, uh, D'Angelo. The Warriors killer getting his vengeance on them last night. He even fouls out. I mean, he even fouled out early in overtime. And the Warriors still couldn't get over a hump. And they didn't even really need to get over a hump. They were up late in that game by 11 points. And they just invited the Minnesota Timberwolves right back into that basketball game with their sloppy play down the stretch. They were turning the ball all over during the fourth quarter and in overtime. I don't think Steph Curry even bothered scoring in overtime. Anthony Edwards officially got feisty in overtime. Uh, 17 turnovers. 17 turnovers are 17 shots you're not taking. Uh, 17 turnovers are... That's, that's, that's 15 more points even on a bad night for the Warriors. Last night, we, we called it, Ray. Well, at least I called it. I said, it's simple. This is a poor perimeter-defending Minnesota team. You hit your threes, you win a basketball game. Well, they were only 31% from downtown last night. They had one job, hit your threes. Clay had a poor shooting night. He hit only three shots all night, and I'm not going to put it on just one guy. But if Clay plays to his normal season standards, they, they win that game last night. But that didn't happen. And they lost that game last night. They have burned way too much of their margin of error on the road. And yet, almost everybody in the West has done that. There's only one team in the West with a winning record away from home. And normally they're about five. So the thing that strikes me more than anything else about the Warriors is that they're just like about nine other teams. And they never used to be that. Whether they were awful in those two years, they weren't like anybody else because they didn't really have any NBA players on the roster. Or when they were winning, you know, or going deep in the playoffs. They were such overlords, you couldn't even compare them to other NBA yeah, teams. Now they are, they're one of about 20 teams in this league. There's about six that are tanking, four that are excellent, and then everybody else. And the Warriors are everybody else. You know, they're in control of the game. And then they start giving away possessions. They used to excel as a franchise. They used to excel with like under six minutes to play in a tight game. Nope, not anymore. Like under six to play in a tight game, there is a chance that they will be as sloppy or even more sloppy than they have been up to that point in those minutes. No matter the situation, four minutes to go, three possession game. Nope, they, they can be absolutely as awful in that moment. Yeah, you know, two minutes to play, up to, really time to squeeze the orange. Nope, <laughs> no, no, not, not particularly. No, no, there is just as much of a chance as Jordan Poole dribbling one off his own ankle in this incredibly valuable moment in possession as there was in the first two minutes of the basketball game. Final possession of the game. Like, final possession of the game. Here it is. You need one shot to win a game. That is a possession that you're going to ultra value, right? Nope. <laughs> no, no, not really. Not really. That possession could be kicked away 
And they could be stepping on their own cranks just as much in that instance as any other instance. And I guess what's really disappointing about that, Ray, is in those instances, there's no young man to blame. This is not a two-timeline problem. This is not Wiseman, Moody, Kaminga. This is not the big ragu in his first season with the Warriors. I like him, too. He's become a really good player. This is not the other guys screwing it up. This is Curry. This is Clay. This is Draymond. This is Poole. This is Wiggins. You guys. You guys got to be the one who stops sucking. I mean, I don't know. There's just no other way to say it. Do you want to go anywhere this year? All right. Hall of Famers. Assemble. Form Voltron. Whatever you got to do. It's the most important players, not the least important, not the least played, that are letting this team down right now. Well, last night it certainly was because not very many non-veterans got many minutes. To be, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, Curry plays 42 minutes, which must have made Steve Kerr throw up. He had to play Thompson for 40, played Draymond for 39. I mean, they clearly went all in to try to win this one. And in the fourth quarter... They get up 14 early on, and then after that, they get boat raced. What's crazy is we're going to look back on this year. And the benefit of looking back, the, the power of hindsight always being 2020. You're going to, as it was happening, you know, there was a reason why none of these young guys could go out there and get their just trying to figure out their career minutes. You know, there was no room to play them in a season that when we get to the end of it, the chances of looking back at it and going, oh, my God, there were so many nights of developmental minutes, but you didn't use them. So you don't know much more about these players now than you did at the beginning of the year. And that's when the frustration of this season is really going to kick into overdrive because there were a million nights of built-in, kicked-it-away, pissed-it-away basketball where James Wiseman could or could not have played 25 minutes. It really didn't matter either way, and you didn't play him, and that's bad. I mean, it's getting to the point where you're not good enough to be this particularly picky about well, was every single defensive possession the most perfect defensive possession that I've ever seen out of a young player in this league? If the answer is no, we got to bench him for the next four games. It's getting it. it it's it, they are they're being stubborn for reasons that may not bear the fruit they hope their stubborn fruit would bear. Well, here's their problem though. Early on in the year, they weren't getting valuable minutes at all from any of the young guys. And they got off to a rocky start. And so they're trying to basically figure out a rhythm where they can go, okay, we're going to make our run now. And we're going to you know, be safely clear of the playoff argument. And I'm not a big fan of just giving guys minutes for development in a year in which you think you're a playoff contender. You've got to win the night's game. So I don't think they're going to look back at this season and say... Gee, we could have spent more time developing them. Because when you say we want to develop the young guys, what you're also saying is the result doesn't matter. And the fact is, this year, the result does matter. Well, and they're going to end if they're up... they're shooting towards results do matter, they're missing. Well, yes. But so that's the real problem. It's not that they miss chances to develop. They miss chances to win actual games. And that's the problem. 
it's you know I don't look this as a as a lost season for anybody who should have been given minutes that hadn't earned them. You know the problem is they're not a consistent team, top to bottom. And on a night like last night, where they have it in hand, and then they just drop it, those are frustrating nights. Not because they missed a development opportunity, but because they missed an opportunity to to move into fourth. And fourth kind of matters. Look, they got a problem that is them playing to the stereotype of jump shooting teams. That's really what they are now. They're a jump shooting team. Anytime you are the team in basketball who is leading the league in three-point attempts, you're doing it wrong. I just don't know what any more to say. You're doing it wrong. If you have the number one next to your team's name in terms of attempted three-pointers, you're lazy. You're being lazy offensively. And that's a big part of it. This team is settling for the easy look more than finding the perfect look. They used to attack that perfect look, and they still have an assist total that makes you say, well, they are doing, they're, they're, they do want to find it. Their assist total is still very nice. Way too many threes. Way, way too many threes. And yet last night, they were... It wasn't like a normal number, actually. It was like actually 35. below normal yeah. number. It was 35. They were trying to penetrate and create things because, as you said earlier, Minnesota doesn't defend very well on the perimeter. So they were trying to take advantage of that. And, you know, yeah, they didn't shoot well from three, but they also didn't shoot great from inside the arc either. So this was just a night where they were not shooting well enough to hide the fact that they weren't defending well enough. That's how you lose. There's a fair point brought up here from the 925 on the Xfinity Mobile text line that says, you guys were tripping last year. And what happened? It's freaking amazing they won an NBA championship last year. There's still no doubt about that. I'm surprised. They're surprised. We're all surprised. The amount of surprise of winning last year's NBA championship, if it were to be applied to this, like this year, I, it would be. It would make last year's feel like it was scheduled from day one. There is no indication that the Golden State Warriors are going to be a team that wins a championship in the NBA this year. If they do, if they do, if the Warriors honestly, for real, are going to win another NBA championship this year, the regular season should just be canceled for them or only just seen as a mere formality. They should be given a ceremonial one seed in perpetuity from here on out because they just have the ability to reach a month in a basketball year and reveal themselves as the greatest basketball team ever. And they are going out of their way to not show it until the moment of reveal. I mean, I, I don't know. They're, they can't be. The team that I am watching right now cannot be an NBA champion. I was watching last year, and I don't think at any point in time I definitively said they cannot be an NBA champion. I, I'm sure we did phrase it as we would be stunned if they were. But the option of cannot, to me, the option of cannot be NBA champion is on the table this year. But every year they've been good. And I mean, made a deep playoff run, which is the, those are the only choices you've had in the career years. They got off to great starts. 
I mean, great starts. Last year they started off 18 and 2. So there was never a question about what whether they were a playoff team or not. The question was how good can they be? This year they didn't get off to a great start and they haven't built any momentum. And yet they are in this huge standings morass with everybody from the Clippers to the Lakers in 13th. So you don't know what they are and this is the first time you that I don't think anybody has known who they are, including themselves. And that's when you expect at some point for them to go, you know what, we got to make a run now. But maybe this, that's not in them. Maybe, maybe this is who they are. And, you know, either they're half a step slower as veterans, because I don't think they're dumber. And maybe the young guys have not picked up the, the things that you need to to play with this team. It does seem like it's a disjointed operation because you can't tell from night to night who they are and what they are. And I think that's the takeaway. Every year that they've been good, they started off great. They have not started off great this year. They've been mediocre from the get, and they are mediocre today. Someone from the 510 says, look, Boston shoots just one less three than the Warriors per game. Now, I don't have that in front of me, but let's assume... I'm not being lied to right there. And that's that's a fact. Boston can get away with that because of the other things Boston has done. And through 52 games, Boston has the best record in the NBA, the best road record in the NBA, the best record versus teams 500 or better in the NBA, the best point differential in the NBA by a lot, the best net rating in the NBA, the third best offense in the NBA, and the fourth best defense in the NBA. The fork in the road between the Celtics and the Warriors since meeting in the NBA Finals is extreme. So Boston can, I guess, have the luxury of maybe settling for a voluminous amount of three-point shots when they're getting everything else done on a basketball court. If you are leading the league in taking threes and doing nothing else on a basketball court, that's when you get in trouble. That's why the Warriors are in trouble and haven't been north of three games above 500 all freaking year. 888-957-9570. Eric is in Milbray. Eric, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hello. Hey, what's up, guys? What's up? How you doing? What? What do you got? Oh, you got me there? Yes, what do you got? Hey, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, guys, yeah, to me, the Warriors got a lot of trouble, problems. They haven't been this average in any of their title runs, especially on the defensive end. So to make the correlation, they can just hit a switch. They don't have Durant on this team, and everybody objectively outside of Curry is not them same selves or playing level. Uh, the bench is not anywhere near as good, and, and I think the West, especially the teams above them and even the East, are better. So the Warriors have gotten a lot worse. I just don't see the side type of team. I don't think really there's anybody out there in the trade deadline that can really move. They're going to have to have a miracle run. And for them to not have home court or top seed and to try to win on the road when they can't beat anybody, struggle to beat average teams, it's going to be a huge tomorrow of a task. If they can win, get back to even the Western Conference Finals this year, it would be a miracle run because I just don't think this team has it. Unfortunate. I have to say, as a Warrior fan, but I just I don't see it, man. Here's the thing: able and, to hit a switch, look, win a title. Look, this is I think this is the most fair statement that we could come up with, Eric. If they've got it in them, they haven't showed it to us. 
They, they have not shown us a champion's DNA. A champion's DNA gets revealed over the course of like a really good couple of weeks or a really good month. The Warriors haven't even had a, have they had a good homestand? I think they had one good homestand. That's the end of it in terms of what's the longest successful stretch of basketball. They have had one good homestand. One not embarrassing road trip. That's pretty much how you break up this regular season so far. Everything is forgettable. Every game has been forgettable. The Warriors have yet to create a single memory this season so far. It's really weird. No, I mean it's it's that you can't trust them from night to night. That's the t- I mean because the the caller who talked about you know the Celtics you know aggregate numbers. They're not that different, except in a couple of places, and in a couple of places, in those couple of places, that's where Steve Kerr has been sort of wrangling to try to get them to be better. And one is turnovers, the other is fouls committed. They commit basically three more fouls a game than Boston does. Um, they commit three more turnovers a game. You know, so now you're talking about a bunch of possession. Yeah, there's there's an easy to find twelve points right there. Yeah, and you know, there. I mean, and it's and it's not that they're radically bad compared to the Celtics in anything, except those two areas. But the Celtics, they. I mean, well, you saw what they did last night. I mean, they won by forty-one over Brooklyn. Over Brooklyn, and they were ahead from the get and never took the foot off. They were. What was it? 48 to 19 after the first quarter. They were up 50 at one point in the game or 49. Yeah. No, it just, they have, for whatever reason, become the team that doesn't let you up. The Warriors used to be that team. Now they are not. And if I had a better answer other than the obvious, I'd provide it. But I, I don't see that they are a team with a unifying purpose. And you usually can tell if a team's got a unifying purpose if they're either defending it or scoring so many points a game that other teams can't keep up. And right now, they're a, a tenth of a point scoring ahead of what they give up a night, which means they're not consistent at that. They're 29th in two-point field goal attempts. They're 29th in fouls. They're 29th in turnovers. They're 30th in free throw attempts. Again, get any of those numbers out of the category of 30th or 29th and just raise them to 20th. Raise them to 18th in the NBA. You don't even have to go from worst to first to be 10 games over 500. Just correct those a little. Just correct them a little. And honestly, if this team can honestly reach the postseason and then Find the motivation, the worst 16-game players, Draymond's old cliche. If all of that happens, like truly God bless them all, and they should be inserted into the Hall of Fame while they're still active. They should all instantly, Steph, Clay, Draymond, just all of you guys get to go right to the Hall of Fame as you're still playing. If they're able to be champions again this year. But it's hard to see it coming based on their inconsistency, based on the fact that here's the thing. It's not even an effort on defense that's lacking. 
It's an attention to detail. Because they, 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 they challenge shots. They move their feet. Obviously not enough if they're reaching and getting all these fouls called against them. But they're not galactically lazy. You know, I've seen NBA teams jog between the free throw lines when it comes to playing defense. This isn't that. It's just sloppy. They're not trustworthy is what it gets down to. You cannot say this is a possession where you get the lockdown play. Or this is a possession where they run a really crisp uh, uh, offensive possession where they have the ball. They do the smart thing from first pass to last. You can't bank on them. That's the difference. It's not that they're horrible at anything. And it's not that they're horrible at effort. But they are not trustworthy. And champions are the ones who are trustworthy. And right now, there might be two teams in the entire league that you can point at and go, yeah, I know what we're getting night after night. And And that's Boston and Denver. I was about to say, you're going to see one of them tonight. There is going to be a large man in the middle of a basketball key tonight just over and over again look like he is returning a box of cereal to the top of a refrigerator. I can't remember who said it, but that's somebody described. That's the way Jokic plays. Every single shot looks like he's putting a box of cereal back on top of a refrigerator. Just that little wrist hook, just boop, just easy all the time. And he is just money 65% at the rim all the time. He knows how to create space for himself, which is a, it's not a uniquely European thing, but you see the best Europeans do that more often than I think you see the best Americans do it. It's that they know, they have great footwork, they know how to use their body to create just an openness for themselves. That's why Jokic is probably going to be the MVP again. It's not that he'll amaze you with what he does. What he'll do is he'll amaze you with the number of times he does it. He'll kill you with efficiency. There's no doubt he's shooting the best effective field goal percentage of his career, a career where he's putting up better than his career averages in all of your three major categories, points, assists, and rebounds. So a man who's already won two MVPs is actually having the best year of his career right now. And that's what the Warriors are looking at tonight. And will they be looking at it with a full squad? Probably not. We know that Clay Thompson is, of course, already ruled out. We got questionables attached to Curry and Draymond Green. And when we do return, a little on load management. Because I have seen the truth. And I know exactly what this league needs to do. I think the league knows what it needs to do. The question is, will they? Damon and Ratto here on 95.7 A Game. All of our guests join us on the Bud Light guest line, including Sean Salisbury, who is about a half an hour away. We're going to say hello to Sean and get into the 49ers quarterbacking situation with him at 415 on the Bud Light guest line. Bud Light, easy to drink, easy to enjoy. We're, of course, Damon and Ratto brought to you by Fremont Bank. Full service banking, no compromises. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? 
Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Damon and Ratto on 95.7 The Game. All right, tune in to Warriors Live tonight here on 95.7 The Game, brought to you by Xfinity. Supercharge your home with supersonic Wi-Fi, unbeatable internet only from Xfinity. And as we get into our 5 o'clock hour tonight, we're going to get you ready with a little Warriors Live ahead of Warriors and Nuggets tonight from Denver. And uh, I'm going to talk a little bit about the Warriors here, but this is a much bigger, broader overall NBA topic than just the Warriors as we wait to find out what level of questionable Steph Curry and Draymond Green really are tonight. It is uh, a night where they were foiled in overtime and as soon as that game went overtime last night, the chances of Kerr, you know, using tonight is like, well, yeah, you know, we're just going to play everybody again even though it's a back-to-back. It's that time of the year. The fact that that thing went overnight, uh, overtime last night probably meant that there was no chance of that going to happen and right there probably wasn't a chance of that going to happen anyways i think they might have sort of tried to split it in half you know give some guys a rest but yeah overtime was probably a worse result for them than merely losing because now it makes it that much harder to either play those guys at all or play them the kind of minutes you might need against a team like denver uh i i love the nba I want to say that right now. I love the NBA. I love basketball. I very much. I, I truly, really do. I love it. I love it. If load management meant better basketball, how come it's not being used in college? I mean, they're not stupid in college. The pressure for coaches to win there is as real and as urgent as it is at the professional level. College basketball is just, you know, gussied up semi-pro basketball. How come it's not being used there as well? You could say, well, there are you know, fewer games. Fewer games by about 40. And you'd be right. Well, we do know that in terms of load management and in terms of TV contracts, there will never, ever, 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 never, ever, never be anything other than an 82-game NBA season. We agree with me on that one. Uh, I would, I would concur. I mean, they're trying to add more with that midseason tournament. Exactly. So, yeah, no, it's eighty-two games. Exactly, and it will be eighty-two games. Steve Kerr has routinely said it should probably be a seventy-two game schedule. I, I, I don't doubt him. He would know more than I. But I can promise you this, Ray, if by miracle. The NBA voted next season they're going to start a 72-game schedule. There would be no less of a commitment to load managing a 72-game schedule as there is an 82-game schedule. Not a fraction less. They wouldn't look at it as, oh, well, now we have 10 extra nights off that we weren't going to get. Therefore, we don't need to load manage anything going forward. There's zero chance. They would load manage the 72 the same way they load manage the 82. It'd just be a different number. That's all. That's all it would be. So 
Load management, which is the single greatest con ever sold to the American sporting public. And I don't want to hear a word from a physician who says, oh, Damon, I'm actually a doctor. I know the shut up. The greatest players in basketball played as much basketball as humanly possible and had great careers that lasted long, entertaining, and they came out and they played, and they always played all the time. It's the basketball equivalent of pitch count in Major League Baseball. They've actually, through load management, I believe, have fostered a weaker athlete than a stronger athlete. I believe that arms are now in more jeopardy of being injured in baseball because of an adherence to pitch count other than, yeah, man, let's just let him build it up. Let's, just, let's get him stretched out. Let's, he's throwing 250 freaking innings, and that's that. You know, I mean, to me, there is a, I was reading the column where it basically said, you know, there's, there's never been more money spent on facilities, prevention, maintenance, nutrition, diet, all of the elements of staying healthy, which were unavailable to previous generations of players that were healthier than this generation of players. Now, I've heard an awful lot of people say, well, but they weren't playing AAU and they weren't playing year round and the game didn't move as frenetically and it wasn't as demanding on knees and ankles and all this. Okay, so what we have is a problem that can only be solved with time. Because we're not going to be shrinking the schedule from 82 games. And even if we did shrink the schedule from 82 games, they would still sell us the lie that is load management over 72 or 68 games. So here you go. Since careers have become more important to protect than the customer experience... That's one of the really good ways to go about alienating future fans, not capturing that young kid's imagination because the night that he walked into a gym, his favorite player was playing. Like, you know, when you talk about this league being too big to fail, by not giving the paying customer an opportunity to see a star when all you do is sell stars, you're missing out on something. Since there's one way to solve this and only one way to solve this with more time, there's only one place to get more time. That is at the beginning of or at the end of a season. Ray, I've completely solved load management. Here we go. We are going to start the NBA's regular season on September 1st. Ta-da! We're not going to wait until mid-October. We're not going to wait until Halloween. We're not going to compress the schedule to where we have to have back-to-backs. We're going to completely eliminate back-to-backs. But what about the days of Wilt Chamberlain? He played back-to-backs, and we should have to play back-to-backs, too. Shut up! Tickets weren't $7,000 to watch Wilt play. Shut up! The league was not beholden to television contracts the way it was when Wilt played. What we need are players playing anytime they're uninjured. That's it. That's it. Players play unless they're hurt. So let's start in September. And I'll even make it easy on you. No games on Monday night to go up against Monday night football. No games on Thursday night to go up against Thursday night football. Of course you're not playing on freaking Sundays. You play Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday night, Saturday if you want to in the evening. And there you go. I just bought you four weeks, which turns into four more weeks of rest throughout the season for your precious basketball team. 
ta-da, I solved it. Or, if you don't like that solution, let's keep going. It, it, and the NBA Finals can end on the 4th of July. You're almost there. In that, start the season earlier, absolutely. I don't know if the 1st of September is the best idea, but the middle of September, absolutely. And end the season on the 4th of July, fine. But I wouldn't have like a dark day on Monday night or a dark day on Thursday night because you're worried about the NFL. That's not about, that's not what load management is an issue for. You don't want to have guys playing Tuesday and Wednesday. If you're trying to get rid of load management, you take, you get rid of any back-to-backs. Yeah. Just to, no, you're, you're playing on Monday night. People who want to come and see you, they'll come and see you. Don't worry about what the NFL is doing. Don't worry about it. I mean, if you got games on Thursday, you got games on Thursday. But if they really are hesitant to start at the same time football starting up, and I, w- I wouldn't begrudge them that. Like, I, if Adam Silver said, hey, we're really a successful league, but that is the one immovable object we'd rather not go up against, okay, well, then just dance around them. Well, dance then you should them. Then you should start the season in January. Okay. Which seems, which seems daft. <laughs> I mean, no, it just, you don't worry about football. You just don't worry about it. If this is about getting players so they can be on the floor for the customers, lengthen the season, and don't worry about what anybody else is doing. Most of the teams, you know, have first call on schedules in the arena anyway. So they don't have to do anything they don't want to do. You just go, you know what? You'll play you'll play three games a week, four max. Your road trips won't be two weeks long. We're, we've just given you you're saying Five you extra need, weeks. You're saying to you need spread more time. out the 82 games. Right. You can go from 14 back to backs to none. You know, and then but, and then the need to load manage is greatly reduced. I mean, load management is not a lie, but what it is, it's a con. It's not a con. It's something that is stuck by the fact that the league doesn't want to do the thing that you just recommended, which is to lengthen the schedule in terms of days in which to fit games. Isaiah Thomas never load managed. If he was healthy, he played. And there was never a single fan who, in a game where he might have looked a little off or tired or just not on his game, where someone said, you know what would have been better than Isaiah Thomas playing a little bit worn out tonight is if he had just not played at all. It's a con. It's not a con. It's a con dressed up in a, in, a, in a doctor's uniform. It's not even a con dressed up in a doctor's uniform. It's a con dressed up. If you want to call it a con, and I'm not going there, that's what coaches are, are operating on. And they talk to their trainers. They say, his knee's barking a little bit. And the reason why Isaiah no, no, Thomas... No, 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 no. See, that's wait, the thing. Wait, wait, that's wait, a, wait, if your wait, knee's wait, barking wait. a little bit, you're hurt. That's totally different than load management to me. You got healthy scratch. Tonight, if Steph Curry and Draymond Green don't play, it's not because they hurt themselves. They didn't hurt themselves last night. It's, <laughs> they did not hurt themselves. It's because you are, you know, with players getting contracts of great size that go deeper into their careers. I mean, how old is Stephen Curry going to be when his contract expires? 38? Sure. That didn't used to happen in Isaiah Thomas's time. Right. So they didn't have to worry about the back end of it. Those contracts aren't going to change. They're not going to change any more than the 82-game season is. So what you do is you lengthen the season out so that when I, when Stephen Curry has to play 42 minutes to try to beat Minnesota, 
He's not getting in a plane and flying to Denver to play the next night. That's what you can do. And that will take care of, I think, a fair amount of the load management issues. But I think load management under the present schedule is a real thing. And it should be a real thing. Because the other thing, and I've seen people showing me scientific papers about it, is as young people... They played more basketball and less of anything else. What are these scientific papers you speak of? Hmm? I don't have them in front of me, but we have a science person at Defector who gets these and shows them to us. And they just say, players who play nothing but basketball from the time they're eight, they wear their joints out faster and they show the damage of it faster. If you want to change that, stop specializing kids and let them play more sports when they're younger. You know, you play basketball, then you run track, or you play baseball. Yeah, right. Yeah, I'm, just try- I'm just trying to fix the problem at the NBA level. I can't okay, reach well, down to the amateur level and fix it down there, too. By the way, hold where, on. But that's why you have load management to begin with. Welcome to your 4 o'clock hour. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.